we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot. And then, no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a, a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mil sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by... Our good supporters from Patreon. Uh, so thank you so much to everyone who has supported us already. Uh, and please, if you haven't gone there, check it out and, and feel free to help us out with production of this podcast. Um, well, also, it's as always brought to you by MLS Fantasy Boss and the fantastic Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, and if you've noticed a different quality to the way that things sound so far, uh, that's because Simon is is not with us tonight, so we are sans Simon, because he's off over in Germany or Holland or, or something ridiculous like that. Anyway, having fun not being here to help us with the show. So we've had to find an alternate way to do this, so if you notice some quality differences, that's what's going on. Still... We've got our usual lineup of crack fantasy minds with us. We have Mr. Guy Sanchez, Mr. Jason Wiskovich, and uh, we have Mr. Andrew Krollart, who's joining us again. Always happy to have him. And I'm also pleased to welcome our special guest, Mr. Tim Shaw from Soccer Captains. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hello, What's friends. Going on, man? Welcome, welcome, everyone. So I know that this is something I'm going to get right to because I know you're just pent up with rage after after round five. So uh, and it was rough for a lot of players. I think anyone listening has to agree that this this was not the best round um, in general. Some games were nice, but uh, the points just did not come. Um, so I want to know: Were you guys one of the ones who were able to escape with a decent score, or just just tell us in general um, how did you do and what were your general impressions from round five? Well. Let me just compose myself here. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a it was a because MLS weekend. This was the quintessential because MLS weekend. So I'm gonna chalk this one up to just a bunch of random acts of uh, senselessness, and uh, I'm gonna be positive and just look forward to uh, week six. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, I'm not going to be positive because I'm really upset that I got 53 points. I should have listened to my gut and my wife. Standard. <laughs> yeah, lesson for all you guys, if you say, hey, wife, do I captain A or B, and she picks A and you pick B, just pick A. Women know best, even if it's just a random act of captaining somebody. I got 53 points. I moved down close to 300 spots. Um, but like I said, I should have listened to my gut and wild carded. Should have captain Piotti, like my wife said, instead of Juadevia. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was seconds away from throwing all of my electronics into the wall because I was that upset. <laughs> and Phil Lucci, you're dead to me. With your Diaz will probably play. You're dead to me. Dead, 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 dead. Done. <laughs> 
Well, I got 55 points on the week, and I was really bummed about it until I started looking at everybody else's scores, and they were all <laughs> roughly the same crapshoot that I was in. So I, I didn't drop too many places in the ranks, but 55, it's just one of those weeks that you just got to do your best to forget. I got to say, uh, I took a lot of pleasure from the 69 points I got this weekend, you know? It was a... Uh... A little Good out of number. context Good there, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I got pretty fortunate bringing in Joao Plata and captaining Giovinco. Stayed away from Tavi Villa, unlike our good friend Jason over here. And Hey, 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 too soon. You know, it was green hours across <laughs> the board, so I really can't be too upset about it. How about you, Reed? Uh, I have to say that it it all started so promising. Um, I brought in Kaká this round. I brought in Piatti this round, and I was thinking... This is good. Uh, they didn't score, but they got seven points off of bonus points and playing. I'll take it. That's that's awesome. More than made up for me dropping Geo at the beginning of the week to afford that. So I was I was thinking, okay, this this will work. And then the DC game, and then the Sporting Kansas City game, which I didn't have a dog in the fight, but that was still like wow. I must say, when when Zussi connects with Dwyer, which connects with Vinny for a goal. That is like the fantasy MLS trifecta right there, I think, as far as as far as far points go and sporting Kansas City. Uh, but things really took a turn at the Dallas game because I was just so sure. Not about Diaz. I'm sure that's what most people were sure about. I was so sure that Gonzalez was going to play, that he was going to be in the goal and that he didn't play last time because he was just resting from coming back from international duty and that was going to be it. And I was so sure that at the last minute, literally, I was talking with Andrew earlier, about two minutes before the teams locked, I swapped Wara for Gonzalez off my bench and cost myself seven points this round because I ended up with a big oh, goose egg with that. So I got too cute with my transfers, ended up screwing myself over due to the uh, manager subs that I had to make to get some things in gear once Diaz did not play. Uh, but then everything else, I mean, I enjoyed the Houston and Seattle game. I'm sure if you're a Seattle fan, I don't know if you can say that. Um, I, I enjoyed watching that game. It was it was fun. The It was great seeing San Jose play in the Dallas game, especially seeing Quincy doing so well at the beginning of that. Uh, I don't know. It was it, This was just a crazy round where nothing really happened that, that we had hoped, and I definitely am ready to rage sell David Villa. David Villa, come on. David Villa. David Villa. David David and, Villa. And Joel Plarda. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of us kind of had, had rough rounds with this. I think the average score, let me load that up real quick here, was 51, 51 points. Yeah, so the highest score was 99 points. That's pretty wild. Um, and I looked at that guy earlier, and I, and I don't think it was an inactive person either. I can check it out again here. So there are some people who um, better lucky than good. I guess at times is yeah, he's is got two defensive midfielders. Yep. Yeah. There you go. It was just just a wild round all around. But hey, that's that's the way this game works. It's just a series of, of ups and downs. And next week is is our up because it's the double game week round six. The definitely best beginning game week that we've had because the one last time we're just not even going to think about it. this. This is a great double game week I think and a lot of our focus moving forward is what we're going to be talking about in the show today. So housekeeping like I just said uh, Dallas, Sporty Kansas City, New York Red Bulls, Colorado, 
Portland, and San Jose are all on a double game week, and there's some pretty good choices from these players. As far as injuries, definitely keep an eye on the injury report, especially from Sporting Kansas City with, with this double game week. Several, Two of their defenders had to be taken off of the field because of injury last time. That will play heavily into the rotation that they're going to have to have for this upcoming series of games, so keep that in mind. Um, Diaz is the other big note with with injuries. I don't know about you guys, but for me, as of this recording, right now, uh, 8.42 p.m. on Monday, I've not seen anything. But I can easily understand Pereja wanting to rest him last game to be able to field him for both double games this week. Do you think that's fair? It better be. <laughs> so so that's that's it. So keep an eye on those injury reports. Keep an eye on the Twitter feeds because that's about the best that we've got. Uh, the other big news, of course, since this is the true double game week, the games start on Wednesday, so be sure to have your team set by Wednesday so that you don't miss out on any of your transfers or your captains. That would be awful. And, of course, as always, if you guys haven't had a chance, uh, please head over to patreon.com to check out our MLS FI page where we just talk about what it takes to keep the show going and what we can do for you if you are able to help us a little bit and, and throw us some cash to, to help keep the show going. Uh, we've had some stickers that we're working on getting printed. We have some, some pint glasses that we're working on getting set up. And one of the great things is, like Shane Goodwin just took part in before this recording, is he got to come on and just chat with us and hang out before the show started so he could ask us any questions that he wanted to about his team, about strategy or anything like that going forward. Uh, and he just got to just chat with us while we just talked about whatever random things were going on in our life and got to have Jason blow kisses at him. So, yes. so there you go. It's an, it's an additional luxury of you contributing money to our podcast. You get XOXO besitos from me. I'm looking forward to uh, dating advice from Guy Sanchez next week. That's Ooh, be, that's a good one. My favorite feature. We're gonna have to have some <laughs> some special podcast recorded where we have have that dating advice by Guy Sanchez. So so if you haven't had a chance to, just stop over to Patreon.com/slash/MLSFI and just consider giving us a little donation if you'd like. If not, we still love you and we're happy to have you as listeners. But we'll love you more if you donate. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything else you want to point out before we start getting the questions? I think you nailed it. I'm still angry. It's okay if the answer's no. Yeah. No. Well, then let's do it. Get right to questions with our double game week specific topics that we had from Reddit coming up. So uh, we had a question. Um, are these upcoming weeks all about getting as many double game weekers uh, as we can, or are some of the single game week guys worth prioritizing? And this is a pretty standard double game week question, I feel like, but uh, Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm as I've said time and time again, year and year, uh, I'm an I'm a huge advocate of getting as many double game week players as possible, just because that maximizes your chance for uh, points per ninety or points per one eighty in this case. Um, but I do think that there will be some single game week players that will trump other double game week players. I mean, Joe Plata is someone that you should bring in your lineup if you have an additional spot as a forward. He's just producing, um, even a Kaká is producing, Piotti's producing. But what I would suggest would be to try to maximize your double game weeks, plan it out where you're looking at not only double game week six, double game week eight, double game week 10, and double game week 12, and seeing what players, or I'm sorry, excuse me, what teams have 
uh, double game weeks in those t- in, in those double game weeks and try to pick up players that have been consistent all season. You know there's going to be rotation, especially with the Kansas City, that I believe play in double game week six, double game week eight, and double game week ten. But my thought process is maximize your, your uh, point potential and get as many double game week players as possible. Yeah, throw in a couple single game week players. Why not? It's a great differential, and uh, you, you know they're going to perform as well. So maybe get a good mix of both, but I'd say – you know, nine out of the nine out of the eleven or ten out of the eleven, I would try to get double game week players, especially if you're gonna wild card this round. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Exactly. <clears throat> I, I think it makes sense to be shooting for somewhere between eight and ten double game week players. Um, if you're using transfers this week, I think it kind of has to be for double game week players, simply because their ceilings are is naturally higher than any single game week player that you might be thinking about bringing in. So any transfers that you're using, you kind of have to use them on double game week guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to cripple your your team either if you have to do a ton of transfers to bring those guys in and then do a ton of transfers to send those guys out the next week, especially if there are buys involved. So you definitely want to do your homework and make sure that you're – you're thinking real hard, not just about over the next one to two weeks, but over the next month, maybe even six weeks, something like that. Um, but, you know, I've got seven guys on my roster right now with a double game week coming up, and I'm probably going to up that to nine or ten, you know, depending on how I, st- how I feel about some of the matchups tomorrow. Yeah, I've got I've, – that's all good advice. I have nothing to add to that. That's perfect. And Portland <laughs> is the one that has a buy – Game week seven, just... Portland and Chicago. Portland, yep, yeah, Chicago, definitely. Uh, so I will say that I am also, I'm a big fan of, of loading up on double game week players during a good double game week, which I feel this is. But that being said, there are always some single game week guys that seem to sneak their way in there as this racking up the points. So um, if you decide to load up with double game... There is nothing that I could fault you for doing that. Uh, I would not be surprised if some single game week guys do jump out. So that leads me to the next question that, that a couple of you guys mentioned is the easiest way to get a team full of double game week players is to wildcard. Uh, well, I guess you could also take some negatives, but the least painful and easiest way is to wildcard. So are any of you guys, I know I I'm, am, thinking about using that wildcard for game week six, if you have not already. Just use the same order. Yeah, most definitely I'm wildcarding. I, I, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I bit myself in the butt not doing it this last week, and I'm definitely going to. And I sent a picture to, to Guy and Reed about my in-depth double game week plan. So um, if anyone would like that, tweet me, and I'll send it to you via DM because it's a super secret message. Oh. Super secret. I am not going to use my wild card. I'm still set up pretty comfortably at this point. Um, after this week, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I've made a couple moves. Like last week, I brought in Sapong. That is going to be a hold for me for a couple more weeks. Um, but if if you're not hurting and already have you know somewhere between five and seven double game week guys on your roster, I probably would wait on the wild card. But that's just me. And just to be clear, really quick, um, Andrew was the one that picked the Sapong pick. I totally piggybacked off that, and I didn't want to take the credit for it. It was all it was all Andrew. 
No, it wasn't even me. I stole it from somebody else on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, that's a really smart play. I'm going <laughs> to bring, bring this to the broader audience. Well, there you go. It's We, we both stole it. I wish I could say uh, I had a wild card to use, but I popped mine halfway through game week one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I used mine, used mine right right before round four. I, I got hit by injuries pretty hard early on. So, um, But this would be the week to use it. I mean, you've got teams like SKC who have, I believe, three game weeks, over double game weeks correct. over the next five. Yep, correct. Yep. Um, Portland as well. Portland. They do have a buy in there, but still bonkers. Gotta bring it's a good time. In. It was a good time. Yeah, I'm going to look at my, my roster and see if I can't... If I can get it done with a negative eight, I'll take the negative eight, and uh, the ultimate goal is to wait until game week 10 when there's really a, a lot of double game weeks. But it just depends on my injuries, if they clear up or not, so I'll have to kind of work it around. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say that doing a wild card this week is a bad idea at all. It's pretty and, sensible. And there's a few more things I'll add before we move on. The negatives... Since this is a double game week, do not be afraid of taking some negatives. Like I said, a negative eight, totally reasonable. I always start to cringe a little bit when it gets into double digits with negatives, though I think, have you gone negative 12 already this year, Andrew? Uh, no, I took a minus eight game week two. Okay. But so, I definitely have taken like a minus 16 in one of the last couple of years. So, I mean, it, it works out with the double games because it's just a minus four, and if they're going to be productive, you can easily make that up. So don't be afraid to do that if you're not ready to burn your wild card yet. Uh, I'm definitely going to be looking how the transfers go, like like the guys were saying. Plan at least two weeks in advance so you can kind of see how that is. If, if I can get a team that will work to get me through ten, I, I think that if you're not using it at game week six, this wild card for the first half of the season, that game week ten is the next ideal if you're trying to maximize your points. If you want to play conservatively and use your wild card, then during the Copa America and the UEFA and the Voyager's Cup that's going to hit, hit around game week 13 through 17, perhaps you use it then in case you're afraid of call-ups or injuries. But I think if you're trying to maximize points, 10 is the next logical place for this for this half of the season. And then the uh, Copa America Voyager's Cup should be around game week 13, 14, and 15. Yep. So lots of things to consider with these wild cards. It's a fun time. I think we do have enough information now that you can do a, a really good wild card and, and get your team set up. So I look forward to hearing how that works out for a lot of people. Now we had some some questions about players and rotations, of course, with a double game week. And so we're just going to lump that general thought into all of our picks. So when we're making the picks, I'm, I've asked the guys to maybe comment about how rotations may impact the choices. So we're not going to address that directly, but just work it in. So we're going to get right to keepers and defenders. And uh, the first question we have is, is it possible that defenders on the double game week are almost more worthwhile than some of the midfielders and forward options? Uh, the rationale behind this question is that coaches are both more likely to rotate midfielders and forwards and than they are or that they can't afford to with defenders. So... Do you think that holds true, Andrew? That's really difficult to say, because on the one hand, if you've got a defender that gets rotated out for one of the games, they're likely to sit that entire game. Whereas with the attackers, if they get rotated out of the starting lineup, they still have a pretty good chance of coming on for the last you know, 20, 30 minutes of the game and potentially scoring a couple points for you at least. Um, it, it's... It's really tough. 
and some coaches definitely have pretty crazy propensity to rotate their players. Looking at you, Pablo. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a bunch of uh, Claudio Ranieri's in the league because they're all trying to tinker with the rosters and, and try and find the ideal fit. Um, you know, I think if you're going to... The case for the defenders here is what position, right? If you're a fullback, you're up and down the flank all game, you're probably going to be rotated out just because of your work rate. But if you are if you have a center back, there's a much better chance that he actually stays in. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, there are certain teams who have a double game week that it's not going to be ideal. I mean, look at the Red Bulls. we got to go out to Colorado and San Jose. Not in that order, actually. It's San Jose first. But, you know, that's going to be a real, real tough road trip for us. And, you know, we'll see if uh, any of our attacking players can actually put up some points. Oh, okay. sorry, I was muted, yeah. <laughs> I've got my, my fan on my computer. Um, so, I don't I don't know, man. I, I think I've seen it to where if there is a way that an MLS coach can screw your fantasy team over, whether it's <laughs> by swapping out a defender for no good reason or um, tinkering with who gets the start up front, they'll do it. So, honestly... A slightly less than coin flip chance of not playing both games. <laughs> if they don't play because MLS, that's that's all I can say. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree with everything. Um, I think that you're going to have some rotation with Kansas City since I believe I heard um, uh, was it uh, was it Goodson or was it um, Beasley that was cleared of their concussion? One of those guys were, were Beasley was cleared, but they had Myers and I believe Dia both out injured during that last game. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, do, do your research on that. But there's going to be rotation either way you look at it, except for keepers. So, if you're looking for a keeper, obviously Malia is a fantastic pick, especially last week. But um, I think that. I believe it was Tim that said it earlier was, you know, with your wing backs, you're probably going to get a lot of rotation. Otherwise your center backs, unless there's really good depth or a team performs very poorly on a double game week or the first double game week, then uh, I think you're probably all right. I think you nailed that, Jason. The keeper is definitely the safest position to, to avoid that rotation. Captain Malia, question mark? Uh, you never know. I've seen people go with the keepers don't before. Do it. Don't do it. Their ceiling's just not that fantastic, though, so you're really betting against all of your other people if you want to captain a keeper. Yeah. Uh, but since we've started throwing out some names already, why don't you guys just jump right into the picks that you have for keeper and defender for this double game week and any rotation risks that you may have. For keeper, if you're bringing somebody in, it's pretty much got to be Melia at this point, simply because he's got the three double game weeks coming up here in short order. Um, for the back line, I like Hoberry from Colorado. I like Coelho from Kansas City. Um, Hedges or Figueroa, whatever your budget can fit. And then I think it's safe to pick up Francis from San Jose again if you're looking for another kind of cheaper budget guy on a defense that should be good, but haven't looked as good as we thought they would be. Yeah, my answer coming into this week, uh, you know, before this past weekend's matches would have been Jesse Gonzalez, hands down, but, you know, that, of course, gets a big fat blank um, last weekend. So, 
you know, it's got to be Milia here. Malia, he's he looked great against New York, and you know, on the back line, it's got to be Coella. You know, he's just got to go with these SKC guys while they're hot. I mean, they've just been playing fantastic. Bend but don't break. That's been the motto. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. No, I think. <clears throat> I mean, really. Uh, yeah, like like this at SKC, but with only two teams uh, in the MLS that haven't allowed uh, more than three goals all year is SKC and Colorado. So you pick up Malia, you pick up a defender, and then throw some cheap Colorado in there because Colorado, for as crappy as they are, I think they've only scored three goals themselves. But when you only allow three goals, you're in the playoff spots. So, I mean, you got some real value in Colorado back there that uh, – they don't know how to attack. Don't take any of their offense, but you can load up on some defenders for Colorado. They were like that last year too. Exactly. Um, for me, it's yeah, obviously the same same. Uh, I think it's a unanimous all around with uh, Malia Malia as the keeper. I'm actually also picking up McMath, even though he had a huge blunder this last week against RSL, which I will gladly welcome. You'll take it. Um, yes, exactly. Um, you know, Malia in the back with McMath. I know that they both have uh, double game weeks on uh, double game week six and double game week 10, but I'm looking at, um, you know, a price rise from hopefully both of them. And then also uh, for, for, or is it game week 10? Is that correct? Is that... Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, they, they both do play, but like I said, um, I believe uh, like math is 5.1. So if you can squeeze it out of you, I'm just looking for money for price rises. Um, Defender-wise, I'm picking I'm wet or I'm yet I'm wet. I'm, I'm not friends. We met. So I can't we met. Yeah, we met. Yeah, ho, 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 we met. Um, and then Quelo is a is hands down. I really like Zimmerman from Dallas. Uh, he's seemed to have locked a starting role, um, but after last week, I'm not too uh, I don't know too sure about that. But um, and uh, Holberry. At the at 5.5, I believe he's still 5.5. It's too good of an opportunity to pass up. So, yeah, just load up on double game week players, the cheap ones especially. And I know a lot of people are thinking about Borchers or even Powell, um, but, like, you know, they do have a buy in game week seven, so be wary of picking up Portland players if it's not Valeri or Adi. I think the maximum Portland players that I would recommend for someone having this round is just two because that would give you some flexibility if you had – five midfielders on your team that are starters and you had four four or five defenders on your team that were also starters, you'd be able to still sit those guys for round eight and still be able to field a three four two or something like that. Yeah. I mean you could yeah. You could even get like a Baji up up front for five point four four. Or five point whatever, five point four or five point three. Yeah. Don't go over don't go over two unless you want to make a trade. And you, because you'll have to drop a Portland guy, and then you face the situation of do I bring him back in for another game week eventually? So, it, that's a rough choice. The one follow-up I will have for you, Jason, is with all of the the Melia love, does Gonzalez become one of your differential punts? Because with Sites giving up those two goals last round, do they bring back in the the young gun? I could see that definitely, um, but then that begs the question of what rotation is there going to be? What if what if Jesse gets a clean sheet? Great. Is he going to start? Probably. But what if he lets in three goals? Then Sites will probably come back. With two solid keepers, I would I would personally steer clear from the Dallas goalkeeper situation and just go with Malia as it is. Or like I said before, McMath. I like McMath. I know he had a pretty bad blunder, but um, I 
I personally think that if you are even going to go to a Dallas route, just go with Hedges. That's the most solid bet as a center back. You know he's going to start unless he gets injured. Otherwise, I wouldn't touch the, the Dallas defense. I have Zimmerman in right now. If I can afford Hedges, I'll get him. Yeah. If not, then I'm not. And then I'll probably keep Zim in just because I think I think that being an under-23 national uh, U.S. men's national team player, I can't really see them switching him for Lloyd. Sounds good. So moving on to midfielders now and the big question of round six, I, I think it's fair to say that. Um, it's on many fantasy managers' minds. What should people do about Diaz? Um, you know, I'll start off with this one here. You know, I'm going to hold on to him. Um, and the reason for that is even if he doesn't start the first leg of round five, I still think he comes in in the second leg. And he's the type of player who can go and get you double-digit double points pretty easily. All he's got to do is put up an assist and and get a few bonus points, and he's already at double digits. So I'm going to hold on to him, but I totally get it if people have a quick hook and are looking to play catch-up or get somebody else in there that is going to be guaranteed minutes. I mean, I have mega midfield going with four, with four 10, 10 plus guys, so you know, I, I feel like I'm just going to hold on to him and hope for the best. Plus, I do have uh, Polster as my fifth midfielder, just in case. You know, he's always good for a couple of bonus points himself. Polster has a couple buys though coming up, seven and nine. Careful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would. <clears throat> I'm going to keep him. I think. I, I think the only way that you drop. Diaz is if you don't already have either Valeri or a combination of Failhaber or Zussi um, because those guys are going to have consecutive even week double game weeks <clears throat> they're probably worth having over Diaz right now but if you've already got Valeri and a Failhaber and you have Diaz as well then leave Diaz for this round um, but if you don't have Valeri or Failhaber then you better do some serious soul searching and figure out where you went wrong <laughs> yeah, I had um, obviously Diaz, but we don't know if Pereja's keeping him out because there is a more serious injury that he's not disclosing, or if he is just trying to keep him healthy for the double game week. Um, I've I've gone back and forth of, hey, do I want to keep him? Do I want to get rid of him? Um, you know, another good option obviously is Castillo. I think Castillo got three points this last week. Um, it's yeah, he got four last week. But, you know, there's always other players like Barrios who's been playing pretty well. Um, obviously, we're waiting until probably, I think, the games start on Wednesday. So hopefully we'll be able to see on Wednesday who's starting, who's not. And I'm kind of going to go from there. But Diaz is just too, too influential on the field, too much of a, a BP generator, and too good of a player not to start in fantasy and in real life. So I'm hoping that his injury isn't more severe than it sounds. But I think there's other options if he is injured like a Castillo or Barrios. But you're going to want one of them. But I can't get rid of Diaz. He's a glass cannon. He's so good. But, man, the guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, I'm definitely keeping him simply because his top-shelf production is just so high that even if he ends up playing just 15 minutes in one game and then 80 minutes in the next game, he's still going to end up with, I don't know, probably 8 to 10 points. And that's good enough 
for me to keep him, um, but his his ceiling, if he plays, you know, 80-plus minutes in both games, he could easily break 20 points this week. Um, so just the potential to miss out on that is just makes me hurt. So I'm, I got to keep him. <laughs> well said. Well said. So I hope that answers the Diaz question with a big resounding maybe, I think is what we're hearing. <laughs> question mark? Question? Uh, yeah, still on the minds. Keep an eye out for that. Perhaps we should all just send uh, impassionate tweets and emails and, and just any kind of social media connection we can to SC Dallas just begging for an update on their, their injury report and maybe an early roster would be much appreciated. So there you have it. Send, send your social media that way. Uh, this next question is tailored for Tim, but he'll answer last so he can just, just soak it all up. So the question came in and said, the Red Bulls are the worst. Um, so they're, they're next to the worst uh, in, in goals for, and they're the worst in goals against. And But the question is actually looked okay in several of these games. Some people still like him, maybe are considering pulling him in for this weekend. Can, can you guys dissuade anyone? I believe the, the term that was used was discharge a verbal fire extinguisher. Uh, to the enthusiasm that is is surrounding Sasa Kalushin, or do you all think he is worth a spot potentially during this double game week? No, you, you can't you can't have uh, a a player of that price right now when they're going to San Jose and then Colorado. Um, if it was a if it was even one home game, you could think about it. But San Jose and Colorado played pretty tight defense um, in their own place, <clears throat> and it's just. I mean, the numbers don't add up, but if you're going to play a because MLS um, flyer on a, on a player, then Kleshin or BWP is probably your guy. But I think the smart money is probably, you know, looking toward Portland, SKC, and Dallas for some of that, that attacking midfielder money right now. <laughs> Man, Kleshin. <laughs> he... I want to say, I think it was Andrew who mentioned this. I believe it was last week that uh, New York has been playing not, like, they're not playing press. They're not playing as attacking minded as they were last year. Was that correct, Andrew? Um, Yeah. A lot of that was due to their center backs dropping off so deep, so they're not winning the ball as high up the field, and as a result, aren't creating as many good chances right off of turnovers that they were last year. Okay, so so exactly. So we all know Kleshin is on set pieces. We know that he, he, he can be a high-caliber player. But New York has too much talent not to start firing sometime soon. I don't want to be on the wrong end of that by not having Kleshin. But as Guy said before, at 11.2, he's not producing. So why would I want to have a player at that price point not producing? I think Dax is a, a much better option at 9.1 who's consistently producing, you know, six, seven, four points a game where Sasha's been, I think he had one game where he scored 14 points and the rest has been deuces. So for me, if you're going to get a, a midfielder, Kleshton has the appeal of, yeah, he's on PKs. Yeah, he's on set pieces. But McCarty is uh, such a consistent generator of BPs and just points in general. I would say go McCarty. Like I've I've questioned personally right now, but 
I don't know if that's going to change in the next couple of days. Probably will. Um, but, you know, price, it really depends on, on what your budget allows. And if you can get a better attacking player for, you know, for, for that two, $2.1 million difference, then I say do that. I have a rule that you don't drop players on home games and you don't drop players on double game weeks. doesn't matter how piss poor they've been playing recently, how bad they've been producing. you just got to hold them for those double game weeks because um, his absolute floor, assuming he plays at least 60 minutes both games, is four points. And his ceiling is still potentially about... I don't know, 18 or so. And I, I really don't picture him getting much more than about 10, but I, I just can't bring myself to drop anybody on a double game week. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's look at what we're dealing with here, right? We're dealing with a team that has looked completely different in the 30 minutes that Gonzalo Verón was on the pitch. I mean, that offense was humming. We're also looking at a team that may have Zubar back. Um, ba is probably not going to be anywhere close. Uh, Kamar Lawrence is reportedly also close to being back. But all in all, you know, that, that back line is going to have to drop a little bit deeper because they're so depleted. And without Felipe there, you know, they, they really did struggle a little bit this past weekend in getting the ball up the pitch. Now, Sean Davis is going to be a stud one day, but he's still a little bit green. And Lloyd Sam looks old. Grello looked great last game. He probably looked the best he's looked all season. Sports old. Sports old. That's how Lloyd, we like to say it. Lloyd Sam is either injured or old. And Sacha is really struggling to have to do everything by himself. And the opponents know it, you know, which is why you haven't seen him pick up a bonus point the last two game weeks. You know, he got four points, four points the first two rounds, and he had a big round. But to be honest with you, if New York doesn't do well in San Jose midweek, and Sacha plays a full 90, I could see Jesse saying, all right, you know, enough is enough. Let's get a bong in there. Let, let's just get all the young guys in there in Colorado where conditions aren't ideal either, you know. It's a completely different – it's just you're, – you're, yeah, it's a mile-high city, you know. It's, it's very, very tough to handle. So, you know, who knows if those old lungs in the, uh, in the New York midfield can handle it. But, yeah, I, I'm – I agree with Andrew that you probably shouldn't drop guys on a double game week, but in this case, I may actually do it myself on my team. Ooh, tough. Would you get Dax over a question then? Um, I wouldn't actually. I'd probably actually go Marco Papa, but I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the one thing I'll add to this, and I said this on on Twitter, and as much as I love stats, and we talked earlier, sometimes stats really do portray how the team is going to perform, especially as Guy said in, in Liga MX many times. Uh, not always true in MLS, and so there's still something to be said for, for going with your gut at times. So perhaps that's Sasha. Um, he was in the first draft of a team that I had for a potential wild card, so I, I get it. But these guys make some good points uh, about other other things to consider. But um, finding that balance between your stats and your gut could be the key if you want to go with Sasha this round. Stasha, Stasha, come on. <laughs> Question. Uh, so let's do the picks, guys. Who, after that discussion, are we targeting for midfielders? What you got, guy? 
Well, I'm going to, I mean, everybody's got Larry. Uh, um, I'm going to do a coin toss. With I kind of get a feeling that Zeus, he could be, he could be the, the guy to have this week. Um, I haven't really nailed down my, my, my cheaper, my cheaper guys yet. So I think as long as I have, cause I always play a, a three, four, three ways. I don't know who my fourth infield is going to be, yet, but it'll definitely be a budget double game waker, and then I'll go three forwards. There's a there's a nice guy from Colorado if you're looking for a budget double game waker, might I suggest? Ariza. What for for, for midfield? Yes, five point five. No. No man. No. Do be aware that Jermaine Jones is up with his suspension after the first game of this week, so there's a good chance that Ariza is the one that gets rotated out for Jones coming in. I forgot about that yeah, guy. I was going to uh, say, do I need to get Keyshawn in here saying, come on, man. Old man red card. He is old. He's beyond sports old. He's old. Yeah. No, Drog was old. Drog was old, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, me, Jason. Uh, for me, I got uh, Diaz. If I if I decide to roll the dice on him, if not, I know it's blasphemy, but it may not even go with a, a, a Dallas midfielder. Um, Dax or Clushton, depending on what my budget allows. But I am going to double up on Zusi and dare I say him, the one that Jurgen Klinsmann does not speak of. <laughs> Benny. Landon, is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he was playing, he'd be in my lineup for sure. Um, and then I also, so like I said, Benny and um, Zussi. Uh, Valeri's a must-have for this week. He's just, I believe Andrew also said this uh, last week, that he's the most and most consistent BP generator in Fantasy MLS. Um, so yeah, so Clustion or Dax, Zusi and a Benny, and then Valeri will be in my lineup for show. Yeah, Valeri is number one on hopefully everybody's list. Two home games for Portland, most bonus points created in the entire league. You gotta own him. Um, I'm holding Diaz, and I'm really hoping that he plays at least 120 minutes. Uh, I'm holding Clustion. And then I'm looking at either Marco Papa um, or Quintero from San Jose, who is a two-way player that I think will probably continue to see a whole bunch of minutes, even though San Jose's midfield is really weird and they've got like eight guys that are all roughly the same skill level. But I I think the fact that Quintero is such a two-way player that he's going to hold on to that spot in the midfield there. Let me let me say one thing real quick. Everyone loves Papa. He's been great. But I still think Powers is going to be better than Papa. I'm just putting that out there right now. Powers over Papa. Done. Thank you. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, you know, I, uh, I mean, you guys have all said it, but Valeri, he's got to be the guy. Um, you know, people are worried about how well Portland is going to link up from, you know, during the build-up from defense to offense with Nagby out. Uh, but they do have Ned Grabovoy back there, of all people. Uh, he'll probably be the furthest one back with Diego Chara sliding up a little bit. 
And so Valeri shouldn't have any problems, you know, being able to distribute to the attack and receiving the ball from the defense. So he's going to be your guy. Um, you know, Papa, I'm going to, I might go with him for like a one week cheeky pick here. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep Diaz and, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go with Dax too. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, still, still, still debating that one, but you can with, with them sliding back and trying to play a little defense against San Jose and Colorado, you know, I could see him picking up some big defensive points here. Dex for the win. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Very nice choices there. Are you guys worried about any rotation in the midfield? Really? Come on, Reed. This is MLS. Of course we're worried. I, I, we told the <laughs> listeners we would touch base on that, so I feel duty-bound to ask. Ask Pareja and Mastroni. You know, I gotta say, I will say that teams that find themselves in a hole early, that maybe should be playing better than they are, or be ranked better than they are right now, New York, for example, we may see them try and put in their best players. But you know, like I said, with New York going to Colorado, if they don't do well in San Jose, Jesse might just say screw it, get all the kids in. But you know, you gotta look at those teams that have a double game week that could catch up a little bit here. Timmy, do you think uh, we met, is, or however you say his last name, do you think he's a good pickup defensively? I'm just, I know we're in midfield, so I'm just curious. If I'm going to go with anyone, I'm going to go with Connor Goddamn Lee, is who I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we met, um, you know, if Zubar comes back, maybe, but Chris Duvall looks, looks well, he looks way out of place. He looks way out of place at center back, so, um, you know, maybe a week of practice will do him, do him a little bit better, but... Not quite yet. I want to. I want to do what Matt this week. Sorry to throw that off, Reed. My bad. It's all good. That's fine. If, if you pick him up, he's just for money shifting. That's that's the only reason you get him. It's not for points. It's so you can move more money into your attack. Yeah. Period. Drop mic. Okay. So moving on forwards. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this first question. It was just, is Dwyer the real deal? As one of the top uh, double game week forwards, I have to assume. What do you guys think, Dwyer? Oh, man. I, uh, I've had Dwyer for the past couple weeks, and yeah, he had an assist in the goal last week. Uh, possibly would have had another one if Benny didn't poach that from him. But either way, like I said earlier, I'm a big proponent of having double game week players in your lineup. They have three double game weeks in the next, uh, was it six weeks? So why would you not have him in your lineup? Yeah, he may not be on PKs, but he's a forward. He's probably going to score. He's probably going to assist. Get him in your lineup. I'm always <laughs> so on the fence with Dom Dwyer. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys like Zardes and Altador. They're involved in a lot of stuff, but they're just not good at soccer. But the <laughs> mere fact that he's involved Whoa. in so much and he's got so many double game weeks, I, I feel like I have to bring him in this week. I almost pulled the trigger on it last week. Ended up going with Sapong, but this week I, ah, I might hate myself for it. But I think I'm probably gonna bring him in. So wow. I was at a pub locally, here in the city of Hoboken before the game, and uh, you know the opposing team stay at the W Hotel here in town. And one of the bartenders was, uh, you know, last few years he's been in town. She was like, "Oh yeah, do you know Dom Dwyer?" Like, well, I don't know him, but I'm very familiar with him. Sure. He goes, yeah, he, you know, like, he comes to the bar with some of his boys after the game. 
bartender's smoking hot. And then she goes, yeah, his favorite drink is cranberry vodka. And I'm like, dude, really? Come on. <laughs> like, and maybe I shouldn't be basing a fantasy pick off of this, but I do like Arundi and Adi more than <laughs> I like. There have been worse things right to base a fantasy pick off of. <laughs> Listen, you know, SKC is humming right now, but with Zuzi and Fellhopper behind him, you know, is he going to be the guy scoring all the goals? You know, I feel like... I feel like Adi and Rudy might have a better chance than, than him at this point. You know, Cranberry Vodka right now. Hey, it tastes good. It's good for the UTIs, man. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad I got to go last on this one now. I got so much of that. Okay, <clears throat> first of all, um, any grown man who orders a vodka crayon with a straight face, you're out of my, you're out of my posse. Um, <laughs> Not on my team. Secondly, even though he orders a vodka crayon, you could never compare him to Josie Altador because that is the worst Insult. thing you could compare somebody to uh, in the MLS. And then the third thing, and I say this probably twice a year whenever Dom Dwyer comes up during a double game week, and I am fully convinced that being married to Sidney LaRue will never let you be successful because how on earth can you focus on something as stupid as soccer when you're married to Sidney LaRue? Now, if you don't know who Sidney LaRue is... Just Google Sydney LaRue, and you'll be like, yeah, soccer sucks. I would be doing whatever she wants to do all day. Yeah, so he's, he's always got very questionable judgment. But, 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 the man cannot play soccer when your woman looks that good. She yeah, can play soccer, and she's probably great because he orders vodka crayons. What's she worried about him doing? She wants a man that can finish. She, she wants a man that can finish, right? So I would get Dwight. <laughs> okay, we're going down a rabbit hole right now. For a uh, 69 and now this, this. This just in from Twitter. Uh, the question is, says, uh, at MLS Fantasy Boss, what is the meaning of life? Uh, my response to you, Aaron, uh, at Hops and Soccer, uh, that would be bonus points. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, next question. Who gets the transfer first for a double game week forward? Is it Via or Javinko? It's got to be David Villa. I mean, just the quality gap between those two is big enough to where you hold Giovinco if you have him, I guess, if you're set on holding one of them. Personally, I would ship them both this week. Um, I'm. Everybody knows by this point that I've not been on the Giovinco train at all, but if you're shipping one, it's got to be Giovinco, or got to be Villa, but I would ship Giovinco too. Yeah, Villa, no-brainer no there. Uh, New York, NYC... Man City, like, cannot score goals right now. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, I may hold on to Giovinco. Uh, you know, D.C. has been night and day this season. Um, you know, RFK Stadium isn't exactly the easiest place to play on the road either. Uh, you know, that place is just a asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, definitely, definitely V over Giovinco, though. Yeah, it is. You got to get rid of uh, Via every time in that scenario. It's just, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, New York City FC has a double game week in double game week eight. So why would you not transfer him out this week for a double game week player and then bring him back in for double game week? They have two away games as well, which I would. Yeah, I'm shipping Via out. So ship Via out. It's we're all doing it. Come on, we're all doing it. I look forward to rage selling David Villa. All right, guys. So finally, the picks. Who are your forward picks, and are you afraid of rotations? 
There are a lot of really good, legitimate forward picks this week. I'm having trouble just narrowing it down to three. Um, I, I think Wando is a great pick. I think Dwyer is begrudgingly a fine pick. Adi <laughs> is a great pick with two home games. You've got Arudi, who's on a double. You've got Quincy, if you need a budget option. If you're looking for a differential, you've got Gashi from Colorado, who hasn't looked... Terrible. Hasn't really done a whole lot yet, but could be a differential pick. Um, if I had to pick three, I'd probably go with Adi, Arudi, and coin flip between Wando and Dwyer. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's got to be Adi, Arudi. I'm just going to make it one word, Adi, Arudi. Hashtag? Hashtag Adi, Arudi. Hashtag because I'm a less. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to run three out there. Um, I think I'm at, I'm probably going to get Quincy as um, a real cheap version of Wando right now because I think Quincy's almost a full three million cheaper than Wando. Um, and if he's if he's providing assists and getting attacking bonuses, I'm fine with that. I'm definitely going to have Audi. Um, Portland haven't scored less than two goals at home this year. And I'm keeping a Rudy, and what nobody else is talking about that I'm really jacked up for is a Rudy is coming back to Portland for the first time since we sold him to Dallas, and I think that he's going to show Caleb Porter that he can play 90 minutes and uh, be that complete forward that Porter never gave him the credit for. So I think there's going to be some serious fireworks in that uh, Portland-Dallas game. Revenge yeah, goals. Revenge game. Exactly. Yeah, a Rudy, Wando, and Dwyer, those three, you're good. <laughs> so what's going on over there, Tim? Yeah, that's my roommate. Tim, <laughs> blink twice if you need us to call 911 on your behalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so must-have picks, and we're going to split this up into, into two sections. So uh, double game week players must have. Tim, why don't you start us off? If anybody else wants to chime in after that, feel free to. I mean, we've, we've probably said his name a thousand times. Must-have this week, Valeri. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's my, that's my only must-have is, is Valeria. The rest can come and go as budget allows. Malia for me. I, I think Valeria's a great pick, but Malia's got the three double game weeks in six weeks. you got to have a solid keeper, Malia, for sure. Yeah, for me, it's just Valeria. There's so many other options that are legitimately fine options, but Valeria is head and shoulders above all of them. Mm -hmm. And now just to throw it for a loop... Uh, single game week players, do you guys have any must-haves for a single game week player, Guy? Uh, no, I don't. I have both Giovinco and Plata at the current moment, and they're both expendable. There isn't a single player this week that can't be sold for better points somewhere else. I, I, myself. I, I couldn't have said that better myself. Uh, I love Plata, but I, uh, you know, he's playing at home against Vancouver, which is, I think, a great matchup, but I think the dry spell is going to hit Plata, so not for me. All right, I've already had two double game week uh, forwards score less than Plata, so I might actually stick with him this time. <laughs> uh, he was my captain listen, last week. Let week. it ride, man. Let hey, it ride. I know, well, but I know, but but the thing is, the Plata's fantastic, and I love him to death. I love his smile, I love his personality, and <laughs> I love him. But great at FIFA. Uh, I, think 70, I think he's a 71 in FIFA, and he only gets to like a 73, so... But that's beside the point. Um, Plata's great, but 
I mean, he scored. He scored. A, he's been involved in every single goal that RSL has scored. Last week was like, like literally a gift that Baby Jesus, seven point three pound, Baby Jesus gave him. I don't know if he scores this week. What are you, Ricky Bobby? Uh, let's move on to our captain picks now, uh, Jason. Oh man. Um, well, I feel like I have to say Valeri since everybody put Valeri as their pick. Um, you can say I whatever honestly, you want to. I, I really haven't even looked at it yet, um, but as as of it as of right now, it's Valeri. Valeri done. Yeah, you can't beat it. Two home games, you can't beat it. Mike Do you Rome? remember Valeri too? Yeah. Mike Rella. Wow. No, no, no. Um, yeah, it's got to be Valeri, guys. No, it's no brainer. See, I'm I'm on the fence with him and Audi. I, I think that uh, this could be one of those weeks where Audi just takes matters in his own hands and gets uh, a couple of goals. So, well, what if Diaz? I don't know. What if Diaz starts? Are you guys going to switch over to Diaz? Nope. No, no, no. With the double home fixtures, it's got to be somebody from Portland. Yeah, it's just just statistically that's your your best bet at uh, maximum return. But if everybody captains Valeri, then it's not as fun for me. Well, what? Well, so after Audi's getting Diaz last week. Yeah. After Audi's atrocious PK, is Valeri back on them? Um, I don't. I don't know what what they're doing with that. Uh, I was kind of worried that. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I can't understand what Porter does sometimes. I'm not going to act like I'm that much of an insider. <laughs> I just sat. I just sat there and shook my head. I, he didn't look confident, and I was really hoping that Valeri would do it, and he didn't do it. So, uh, maybe. I mean, shit. If 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 they let if they let Valeri, you know, give it to Adi or whoever he wants to give it to, then I could cash in on that too. Very nice. Well, those are the picks that we have for this round, the double game week round six. So I hope you guys find that helpful in picking your teams. Uh, stay tuned for the uh, image from the at MLS Fantasy Insider Twitter account in case you, I guess, forgot. Because if you're hearing this message by now, then you've heard all of our picks. But in case you've forgotten the picks or if you want to see what Travis thinks as well, that will be on the, uh, the quick picks graphic for this round, which I forgot to post last week, and I apologize. Uh, now it's time for our community time as we start to wrap things up. The top score in the r slash fantasy MLS league this week was by Scott Anderson, manager of former MLS Waterboy. I, that's a good team name. I think it's pretty solid. I like it. Uh, I want to know if he really was a Waterboy. Oh, definitely was. <laughs> that definitely was. Amazing. Uh, well, whatever it was, Scott got 90 points, so maybe he does have some insider information there, which is amazing. Only nine points off the highest, so congrats, man. Uh, well played. Well played. And I might I add, some people these last couple of weeks or last couple of rough weeks may have questioned if people were already inactive. Uh, well, from what I can tell from the number of transfers these guys have made, they do not look inactive, so... Congrats. Congrats there. And if you are thinking about that, remember each round you can score uh, a MLS Fantasy 25, not, it's not MLS Fantasy, but you can get a $25 gift card from the MLS store if you get the highest score of that round. So keep, keep playing all season. It's worth it. And finally, the first underwhelming round of the MLSFI hosts head-to-head -head league, uh, round five. So... Uh, since Simon is not here, he took on fantasy football first. It was so close, oh. but he could not take down the giant. 
57 to 58. Such a heartbreaker. Such a heartbreaker. Um, and then, Andrew and Jason, I'll let you guys take up this next one. Hey, good job, Andrew. Yeah, you won by two points. Yeah, next. Yeah, I, uh, I had a little bit less bad luck than Jason did this week. So <laughs> I think that's the good way to put it. <laughs> a little less bad luck. Uh, well, speaking of bad luck, Guy, in your game against Older Goaler. Yeah, he just uh, he actually just tweeted at me during this recording. Um, said, sorry for your loss. With a nice little Hallmark tweet. And, uh, yeah, he, he killed me 75-57 to 57 because not even the power of Plata could save that team. What a dumpster fire. Yeah, he just destroyed everyone. He's, he's doing quite well right now this season. Now, I went up against Ivan the Terrible over from Fantasy Football first and uh, got smashed by 10 points thanks to this very awful week that, that I had. So, congrats, man. What was your man. score? What was your Hit score? That, uh, 38. You know what? I just I, want to make you feel like trash now. I, 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 I beat my buddy Steve, and I beat Ben Bear this round, so this is why we have a taco. I beat Steve. Yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve is definitely a taco, for sure. Uh, so speaking of Steve, he went up against Travis and helped Travis a lot. Uh, you know, I'm going to say the last few rounds, Travis has been giving us just his sob story about how he is not doing well this season in MLS Fantasy. So he is now only one point behind me in the overall rankings. I did what I could to make him feel better. That's <laughs> that's what I did this round. It was it was all about Travis. It was all about Travis. Uh, and then finally we had Ben Bear over at MLS proper uh, go up against Mike Dat Tiger and Mike won with 48 points, 48 big points. Um, ben got 31, so so rough rough times for Ben. Rough times. Uh, next round, we have some pretty good matchups. I am taking on Older Goaler to see if I can take down the Giants. And uh, Guy is taking on Andrew. That should be a fun fun match. Enjoy hearing that banter. Jason, you are versing Simon. So we'll see if he is back in time to make trades. But you'll take Hopefully that win, not. won't you? Hopefully not. <laughs> so he'll take it. Uh, Ben's going up against Fantasy Football 24-7. Uh, Mike that Tiger is going against my buddy Steve. So enjoy the tacos, Mike. And Travis <laughs> is taking on Fantasy Football Firsts. Ivan the Terrible, so uh, I hope we have significantly better scores this round, and I know you guys all do this. Yes. Uh, Tim, do you have any head-to-heads or just games that you would like to mention since you aren't in our league? No, but uh, I'm sure if I was in a head-to-head, I probably got a couple head-to-head leagues on my sweet, sweet score of 69 points this week. I'm sure I uh, sure I won those matches. I'm Unless you were going luck. against Older Goaler. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So, get anybody else have a league they want to highlight before we wrap up? I just want to say that sure. I somehow managed to have all three of my draft teams perform better than my regular <laughs> fantasy team. So that felt really weird inside my heart. <laughs> I did. I did not succeed in that either because I was spending so much time on Twitter and then some last-minute changes to my season team that I forgot to even post my lineup for my drafting. So I came up with. <laughs> So, I I mean, round five can go to hell and die, as far as I'm concerned. That's that's what that is. Yeah, uh, Andrew, so. Andrew, you're still number one in our draft league, so just shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> ouch, ouch, vicious. Uh, so that's all that we have for the show this week. Do you guys have anything you want to plug before we go out? Yes. Um, in lieu of my father-in-law, uh, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, about a year ago, about a year and about a year and a half ago, um, you know, cancer affects everybody. 
And if you guys would be so gracious to please donate to any cancer institute close to you, a dollar, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, 25 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever. Um, it'd be just, you know, it's the greater good. Um, in Utah, we got a cancer institute called Huntsman Cancer Institute. Uh, Donate.huntsmancancer.org. Um, you know, ju ju just help out the greater good. Um, I guarantee that somebody you know, if not yourself, has been affected by somebody diagnosed with cancer. And cancer's a bitch. So, you know, help it out, man. Help it out. Well, sorry. sorry we're sorry for your, yeah. We're sorry for your yeah. your pops, man. Um, and now, I, I I feel kind of dirty promoting um, booze and bluster. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just trying to raise the greater awareness for it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guy. No, man. I mean, you got to do it, man. I I feel bad, and it's one of those things that nobody knows what to say until you know it happens to them. Exactly. Right. So. But in other news, soccer, Guy, go ahead. Well, Tim and Reed and I are doing uh, Booze and Bluster. Uh, I don't know, we're kind of semi-regular now. Do it again yeah. one of these weekends. A little video series on uh, the weekends where we just kind of get sauced and um, talk about soccer. And I got really hammered this last round, so <laughs> I need to pace myself better on future episodes. Um, and then my other plug is... Uh, you can buy me at SportingSanchez.com for another independent podcast. How much do I have to buy you for? What do I get? A ZJ? <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask. You can't afford it. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me over at SoccerCaptains.com or at SoccerCaptains soccer on Twitter. And, uh, you know, just want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been a blast. Thank and, you. Uh, Jason, just to echo your statements, um, you know, I also have had a family member who passed away to, to lung cancer. Um, so, you know, anything anybody could do, you know, definitely check it out, Google it, Google, you know, good charity and, you know, do whatever you can to help out because it really is a tough disease. And, uh, Jason, best, best of luck to your father-in-law. Hope he, uh, hope we can, uh, get on the road to recovery soon. Appreciate it, Timmy. Andrew? Nope. I'm good. Reddit. All right, well, I will get my usual posts. Uh, please check out MLS Fantasy Boss. Check out all the articles that are coming up pretty quickly this round. Uh, you can see posts from both Andrew and Jason, as long as myself and some others there, so check that out. Go to r slash fantasy MLS uh, if you haven't gone there already to check out that great Reddit community. It's, it's uh, just a great place to bounce ideas back and forth with everybody else. And please don't forget to check out the articles from the MLS Fantasy Experts. This round, myself and Travis both contribute to that as, as well as some other great people. A really good source. And uh, yeah, booze and bluster. Perhaps a double game week round deserves us another episode for that. So we'll see. Double shot. We'll see what happens. A double shot of booze and bluster. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. So see if that happens. Uh, if, if not, well, something will come again. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us now. Please consider Patreon again, and uh, good luck with this double game week.